0: In those seven years, when we moved here, um, our son wasn't much bigger than Eleanor is today. He was nine months old when we moved here, and now he's in the second grade. And um, it's just amazing how much can happen in seven years. Time just keeps flying by, and we would all be wise to make sure that we're making the most of our days we would all be wise to make sure that we are um, dedicating our days to the Lord and that we are making sure to invest them in the things that are going to give us the greatest reward and the greatest eternal dividends. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the house of God today. I'm glad to be in this place, worshiping with you people, a great God, the only God who reigns over heaven and earth. I'm glad to be in here worshiping with you today, lifting him up, exalting the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, that at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in His house on a Sunday. Because I know that if I will invest my time in things like this right here, that I'm never going to regret this. I'm never going to regret the day that I was in church. You'll never regret the day that you said, I want to dedicate some time to the Lord and give it to Him. Because time is passing by. I read something the other day, and I can't remember the statistic, um, and so I won't try to quote one, make one up, but... It, it made mention of the fact that if you live to a certain age, and I believe it was 75 or so, 80, if by the time you hit that age, uh, you will have slept so much of your life away in years. Isn't that incredible to think about? How many of you wish you could get those years back? <laughs> Wouldn't that be Nice. And it's just time, it's adding up, it's adding up. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we waste our time waiting on big things to happen to us. We are people that love big things. We, we like the, the, uh, the, the big vacation or the big uh, vehicle that you can put more people in. I remember when they came out with Suburbans. And um, they hadn't been out just, they had been out a few years, and, and I guess, and my family, it was time they were trading in a vehicle, and um, they had a used Suburban on the car lot, and it was really nice. It was the one that Mr. Tillery's wife had been driving um, for for, I guess, a couple of years, and it had wood grain in it, and back in those days, it even had a a uh, monitor VCR combo in the back. And as a kid, I thought that was just, you know, that's all I, we had to get that just for that, you know. And so uh, my parents wound up buying that Suburban. And I re- I even remember what my parents gave for that Suburban back then. It was like $20,000. How many of you would like to buy an almost brand new Suburban for $20,000 today? But but they had never ever paid that much for a vehicle in their lives and and it was and now you can't buy a car for that, you know, <laughs> and so, um, we got that suburban, and um, it was so funny to see my mom that was her vehicle. <laughs> my mom is five foot zero, <laughs> she's just a small, tiny thing, and my mom would climb up in that suburban, and man you got to know Nina O'Connell. She's going to get it done, you know. And and she would just scoot all over the place she needed to. And uh, sometimes my wife says, I don't like to drive your truck. She said, if I've got to pull into one of those tiny parking places somewhere, you know, and I don't want to have to maneuver your truck in there. And I'm reminded of the time she, in my white truck, that she, uh, she don't, she, I just heard her say, (laughs) (laughs) she was doing me a favor. And she went to the car wash in Hot Springs and they had those concrete pole posts and you you go around them going into the car wash and and she slid right up alongside one and because they can be hard to maneuver in, right? But you know what? God used her that day. Because the insurance that truck when I bought it had a, had been jackknifed, the trailer had jackknifed in it and it was messed up and and I didn't know how i was ever going to fix it but i'd gotten such a good deal on the truck i got it anyway and and uh, the the tailgate had been pu- pushed in where somebody had backed into a trailer hitch on that and and i want you to know that we called insurance and the guy fixed my truck did everything repainted the whole thing fixed all those dents and everything i had a brand new truck because the lord let my wife <laughs> scrape up So I th- that is a happy memory for me. Um, my mom getting that big suburban drive all around and everybody laugh, you know, and and uh, but she loved it. My mom loved that big old suburban. I, th- we just we tend to be people that like big things, you know. They came out with when they first came out with cell phones, it was how small could they be? Y'all remember that? How small could they be? And everybody wanted those little bitty ones, and and then it became. Um, how big can they be? And now they've got the iPhones that that go up to the—they call them the Plus—and it's about the size of my Bible up here, you know. And um, you can't, gentlemen, you can't put that in your back pocket. I don't—you know—it's just hard to walk around with that thing to me. But everybody likes the big phone and and all that kind of stuff. And we tend to be people that like big things. But I'm going to tell you today that really the big things are just the accumulation of many small things. In church circles, we'll talk a lot about believing God's going to double this or God's going to give you a double portion and and that's fine and that's okay and and, and that's all right. And I have no problem with that and I believe that God is going to do that. But a lot of times I think that uh, it's not just about what God wants to double or triple, but sometimes it's what God wants to add daily little by little. If we will let him. And I'm going to tell you today that. In God's economy. He would rather that we make small consistent gains. Than we jump around. Big leaps front and back. God's more interested today. If we just scoot a little bit closer to him today. Than he is how far we can jump or hop. He just wants to know that we're going to keep going. In the right direction. He wants us to go in the right direction direction and so um bigger is not always better um we need to learn that we should not despise the day of small things this church started off real small this church started off real small i remember the days sitting in our living room and and there were times that sometimes it was just three or four or five of us and and um It was small days and it was small things. And today we have a low crowd for this building today. But there's still so many more here today than there were when we all started out. It's because God has been adding little by little, here a little, there a little. And so I'm going to tell you today that we need to understand the value of small things. Little is much. Little really is much because it's the little that makes up much. That's why, in my favorite passage of scripture, we find that big does not overshadow small. Isaiah said in 40 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings. As eagles. That's a big thing. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. That's kind of middle size. You know, that's mama bear right there. And they shall walk. Everybody say walk. They shall walk and not faint. Now, a lot of people look at that and they say walking is small. I'd much rather be flying. But I don't really care if you're flying or if you're walking. Walking. I'm kind of on board with the Lord today. I just want to know what direction are you headed in? What direction are you moving? Are you going forward or are you going backward? He said, for those who wait on me, some of them will mount up with wings as eagles, some of them shall run and not be weary, and others will walk and not faint. They're all doing something different in regards to how they move, But they all have something in common. And that is that they're all moving in the same direction. Give me a church any day. If it's full of walkers, I'm okay with it. Because I know that if this church can just be a church full of people that will walk in the right direction. God will turn this city upside down. He told Bethlehem through the prophet Micah. In Micah 5 and 2, he said, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Bethlehem, you may be small, But you're going to have a huge impact because the Messiah is going to come from you. So I am preaching to you today about little things. Little things, because little things can have a great impact. Little things. Now, I told you that when I read up my subject today, little is much. Everybody wants to go to that when God is in it. Now i got to sing, labor not. Okay, I won't sing, I'm sorry. Little is much. And yes, little is much when God is in it. But I am going to tell you today that little is much, whether God's in it or not. Little is still much. Watch what what I want to preach. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse number 15. The scripture says, take us the foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. In the keeping of the vineyard, one of the things that the keeper of the vineyard had to keep an eye out for were the little foxes. And the reason for this is because the little foxes were a constant nuisance, destroying the grapevine. Because not only were they stealing the grapes, but they destroyed the chance for there to be future grapes because they would begin to tear at the vine itself to the point that they would destroy the vine. Little foxes take away the fruit that we should produce for the glory of God and they use it to feed their own selfish appetites. We must be so careful. That we do not allow little foxes to get into our lives. And begin to nibble at the fruit of what we should be producing in the kingdom of God. We must be so careful that we are not letting what we consider to be small things. Get into our hearts and get into our homes and get into our lives. And begin to destroy, I feel preach on me today, and to begin to destroy the vintage that our God is trying to produce through us. There are some things that may seem awfully small, there are some things that may seem little and insignificant, and maybe on their own they are, but the little things always add up to the big things. It's just a grape here and a grape there. But if you keep adding up those grapes before long, that fox is going to have to destroy your vineyard. And he's going to have pulled down everything that you needed in order for there to be a great harvest. I'm going to preach to you today. I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you, if you've got any little foxes been getting in your home, parents, it's time to get them out of our homes. It's time to get them out of our homes. We've got to get rid of the little secret sins that will become our undoing if we do not drive them out. The Apostle Paul preached and he admonished and he said, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us. He knew that even small sins And even small weights can have a great effect on our relationship with God. Folks, they may seem relatively insignificant to us. But in the eyes of God, some of it is still just as glaring. Some of the things we're letting in our lives are just as glaring as if we committed some great sin by the world's standards. And sin will always cause there to be a separation from God, because that is what sin does. Sin separates us from God. It's not just, it's not just that it affects me, but sin affects me and my ability to live for God. If I allow sin to continue in my life, then what I am doing. As I am every day, it's like taking a shovel. And every day, I scoop another shovel full of dirt. And I toss it aside. And I keep uh, keep extending the gulf between the Lord and me. Day by day by day. At first, it's not too hard to reach out and get him. Because I can just reach over the ditch and grab a hold of his hand. But if I keep digging that ditch out, one of these days, I'm going to look up. And I'm going to say, Lord, I can't even get to where you are. How is it that you got so far from me and I'm way over here? I'm going to tell you what happened. We held on to sins that may have seemed small to us and petty to us, but it mattered to God. And God said, I can't go where sin is. I can't continue to be there. I've got, I've got to allow you to come to a realization that there are things that will separate us. Now, I preach that. Some people won't like it. I felt something push up against me when I said it a minute ago. Are you saying God won't come to where sin is? Yes and no. Yes and no. He will go to where sin is. He, he's walked in bars to get Jerry Statons off of bar stools. He's walked into drug dens to pull people out of houses like that they didn't need to be in. He's gone into rehabs and and and... Touch the Nick Mahaney and I could give you a lot of names of different people where God has gone to where sin is. But I'm also going to tell you that there are sometimes God will not go where sin is. And that is when we continue in something and the Holy Ghost keeps saying, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't get involved with that. Don't give yourself to that. And finally God says, okay, I've been telling you. And I can't just stay here with you and make you feel like everything's all right. And he begins to pull his presence. But I want to be like David. Take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. Take not your presence away from me, God. Take it not away. Don't let small sins create a great gulf. Between you and God. Because the little fox doesn't just stop with the grapes. He tunnels under and around the vines even. He weakens the root system. You may be the most solid Christian in the world. But if you allow little foxes to have their way in your life. Even little foxes can uproot even the most steadfast of saints. Did the Bible not say. Behold, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. It just takes a little bit of leaven to spread through the whole loaf of bread so that the whole thing can be affected by it. And the Lord was telling us just a little sin can destroy a whole life. Just a little sin can destroy an entire walk with God. Something else that seems small but little as much. James chapter 3. In verse number 5. James 3 and 5 scripture says. Even so the tongue is a little member. And boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. When I was a kid, we were uh, playing out in the woods. And I need all, I need all the, the kids to close their ears for just a minute, okay? Now, y'all don't really have to, but y'all don't do this. Don't try this at home. <laughs> do not do what Pastor about to tell you he did. Because I got tore up about it by that pop Sasher was talking about that could still take me, he said. So we're out in the woods, and we wanted to have a camp. And so to have a camp, you need a shelter. You know, we made a shelter. And, and to have a camp, you need to have um, water, access to water. And so we had some access to water. To have a camp, you need to have a, f- a campfire. And so we built us a, uh, got us some rocks and stones, and we built us a campfire. And, and we were, now we were young, because what I'm about to tell you, you're going to say, how dumb. <laughs> okay? But we were young, so just... Give me a little bit of grace there. And we had we were playing, you know, pretending. And, and then we said, you know what would make this better? If this was a real campfire. That would make this better. So I ran home. And I got the matches. And I went back out to the woods. And we started us a fire. And uh, got it going. Just a little fire. It wasn't big. You know, just a little fire. And we thought we were cooling ourselves by the fire and all that. Well, then it started getting dark. It was time to go home. So we did what you always do to put out fires, and that is we took a bunch of leaves and dumped them on top of it to smother it. (laughs) Where were y'all then? So we smothered our fire. About 3 o'clock in the morning, we get a phone call, and I hear my dad say, what we'll be right there and my dad comes in my room and he didn't ask me to get out of bed he didn't even tell me to get out of bed one minute i was laying down and the next minute i was upright and he said get your clothes on now and so we get in the truck and we head out there it was behind my friends who, who we had been playing. It was way out behind their house. And in the night, that small campfire started a great big forest fire. And so the fire department was all out there, and they were trying to figure out how they were going to cut it off and, and, and all that stuff. And they did, praise the Lord. Nobody got hurt except, <laughs> except for us kids. <laughs> Except for us kids. About a year ago I was able to sit down again. (laughs) Because it takes just a little fire. To make it a great matter. And the, the writer James said. Just like it's a little fire that turns it into a great matter. He said a little tongue. Can cause all kinds of great problems. A little tongue can cause all kinds of great problems. We've all probably learned this in our homes over time, right? Where we said the wrong thing, and we should have just not said it. (laughs) We said the wrong thing. But we don't just need to let that be in our homes. But we've got to let that be among our brothers and sisters, We've got to let that be in our heart at all times, the understanding that just a little word can cause a great problem. And just a little word can cause somebody who's trying to live for God to say, I don't think I'm going to live for God anymore. I think I'm going to take another road. Well, if they really loved God, they'd have pushed through it. Well, they might should have. But I don't want to be the one to stand before the Lord and tell Him that one of these days. Behold the The tongue is just a little member, but it boasteth great things. God, help me to keep from saying the things that I don't need to say. God, help me to hold my peace. Help me know when to open my mouth and when to shut it. Help me to know, Lord, what is doing help to the kingdom. And help me to know, God, what is tearing it down. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Now, if you think about that, think about that. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. All the things in our life that we regret, I wonder how many of them have to do with things that we said. Of all the things I wish I could go back and do over again, I wonder how many of them have to do with the things I said. Oh, Lord, help me to keep my soul from troubles. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. James goes on to say in James 3 and 2, For in many things we offend all, If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth! And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue... Can no man tame. It is an unruly evil. Full of deadly poison. And I have found that even when I'm trying my my dead level best. To keep my mouth from saying the things I shouldn't say. I still have a problem with it. I feel like I'm preaching right where we live right now. Even when I'm aware and I'm trying. I still just can't. Stop without saying just one thing. Because no man can tame the tongue. And if he could, no, I won't say that. Now y'all want to know what I was going to say. I was going to say, if a man, (laughs) no, I'm not going to say it. No wonder that God chose the tongue, ladies and gentlemen, as the thing that he would overcome to signify that he had come to dwell in us. Because when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the initial evidence that we have received it is that we speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. No wonder he chose the tongue. Talking about little as much. Let me tell you what else, though. That is little, but it can be much. Matthew 17 and 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. I want to remind you that God has given to every man, every woman, every child the measure of faith. And if God gave it to you, then it is sufficient to whatever stands in front of you. It is sufficient. And I know the scripture talks about those that had great faith and it pleased the Lord. And you can read through the gospels and you will see those who had great faith. But I'm going to tell you, he also said, even for the people who don't have great faith, If you can just have a little faith. Like the grain of a seed of a mustard seed. He said just a little faith can move a great big mountain. Because little is much. That's why I don't want to ever come to church. And not not allow my faith to begin to be activated in the presence of God. I don't want to come to church and sit back and say, well, God's not going to do anything today. Or God's not going to work today. God's not going to take care of the situation I'm dealing with. What we're walking through as a family is too great. And there's just no way it can be God can do anything in this service today to, to deal with that or to touch that or to make it better. You're killing your faith when you do that. If you, if you can just get a little bit of faith to work in that says, you know what, I don't know if this will be the day, but I think it could be the day. If God wanted it to be the day, it could be the day. And if you would just allow a little bit of faith to begin to work in your life, there's no telling what kind of mountains God could move. There's no telling what the Lord could tear down. There is no telling where God could open doors and make a way where there seems to be no way. If we would just allow a little bit of faith to get to moving in our hearts. A little bit of faith. A little bit of faith. A little bit of faith. There was a boy that came to Jesus and Jesus was teaching out in the field. And he looked and he said, all these people are here and they don't have nothing to eat. And I, we can't send them away hungry. What are we going to do? And the disciples said, Lord, we don't have enough. We don't have enough money to purchase enough food for all of these people. Five thousand men besides women and children and, and uh, Jesus said, does anybody have anything? And here comes one of the disciples with a little boy who's got a little lunch. He said, it's just, uh, it's just two fishes and five loaves of bread. It's not a whole lot, but I'm willing to give this to you. And the Lord said, that's okay, little as much. You don't see very much in this, these fish and these loaves, but I see something you don't see in them. And Jesus blessed it and Jesus began to break it and he began to hand it out. And as he did, they began to pass it around and they wound up feeding everybody that was there that day and even took up 12 baskets of fragments that remained because little is much. It's not so small as you think it is. And so here is where I want to bring everything down to today. You sit in this room today, some of you, and you say, I don't have very much to offer God. I don't have very much money. I don't have very many talents. I don't have a whole lot to give to Him. I don't know where my place is in the kingdom of God. I don't know what I could even offer to Him. But I'm going to tell you, if you have just a little bit that you could give to God today, a little bit can go a long ways in the economy of heaven. It's not just a little bit of sin that leavens the whole lump. And it's not just a little bit of uh, of the little foxes that spoil the vine that we've got to be worried about. But we need to become concerned. Do I have a little bit of worship inside of my heart? Because if there is one person in this room today with just a little bit of worship, I'm going to tell you that a little bit of worship can set the entire atmosphere in this house of God today. Just a little bit of worship. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of somebody saying, I believe God's going to do it right now. If somebody can have a little bit of worship that says, I love you, Lord. God, you are so good. Lord, you are so great, there is nobody like you. God, I came here today and I got a lot weighing me down. But I've got a little bit of worship to give you. God, I'm going to give you what I've got. Jesus, you're wonderful. Jesus, you're marvelous. Oh, I want to thank you for the times you've been with me. God, I want to thank you for filling me with the Holy Ghost. God, I want to thank you for touching my family. I want to thank you, God, that things are as well with us as they are. And we begin to give him a little bit of worship. I'm telling you, a little bit of worship will absolutely change the atmosphere in this room today. Just a little smile. Can encourage a weary soul. Just a little smile. Can encourage somebody here today. Just a little prayer. Just a little prayer. Can cause a great big mountain to come tumbling down. Your little bit. Can make a big difference. And just like a little bit of worship will change the atmosphere. Let me tell you something else. A little bit of this can change the atmosphere too. We don't need anybody in here today thinking what they brought is insignificant. We need you to understand that little is much. Little is much. Whether God is in it or not. Your little bit is much. Your little bitterness. Your little attitude. Your little despisings can bring down entire souls. But your little bit of faith and your little bit of praise and your little bit of encouragement and your little bit of, come on, you can do it. Your little will be much. Your little will be much if you will bring it. And lay it at the feet of Jesus today. Your little can change. The world that you're walking in. Little is much. So I'm preaching today to tell you that. I'm preaching today. So that you will know. That we serve a great big God. But he's not waiting for a bunch of big things to happen before he moves. Our God says, if I just get a little bit, just a little bit will get this whole thing rolling. And before we walk out of these doors today, Brother Randall, if we'll all just give a little bit, if we'll all just give a little bit, before we walk out of those doors today, you will leave this place different and changed from the way that you came. Is there anybody that says, I didn't bring a whole lot But I brought a little, and I want to give it to the Lord today. Could we lift our hands toward heaven? In the name of Jesus. I wonder... Jack's, will you help me today, buddy? I wonder what it was like to be that, that boy, that lad with the lunch. You wore the right shoes for this and everything today. got your Bible sandals on. I wonder what it was like to be him. Walking to Jesus, knowing when I'm bringing him, he's wanting to feed all these people and all I've got is this. There's no way this could probably make any difference. But he came and he brought it anyway. Hold that. And he said, Lord, if you can use this and what my little bit is can make any difference in the lives of any of these people that are here today, then I give it to you, Jesus. You do with it what you want. And so here they went. And they walked to the feet of the master. And he said, here you are, Lord. And he laid it at his feet. He said, you do with it, Jesus. Whatever it is you wanted. It was, it was all I had, but I want you to have it now. I'm giving it to you, Lord. Whatever you want to do, you go ahead and do with it what you will, Jesus. My little bit, it's yours. I give it to you. In that day, little became much and I'm wondering if in this room today there's anybody who has a little bit of something, if there's anybody that has a little bit of faith, I'm wondering if there's anybody that has a little bit of worship, I'm wondering is there anybody that has a little bit of hope, is there anybody that has a little strength, is there anybody that's got a little bit, If you've got a little bit, there's no telling how you're going to bless the rest of us in this room today. Because little is much. Let's come lay down our little sins. Let's come kill the little foxes. And let's give our little offering to the Lord. Would you stand with me? As we make our way out of our seats today, whatever it is you've got to give, come bring it to the Lord right now. Come bring it to the Lord right now. If the Holy Ghost begins to move on you, to begin to to, to pray with somebody, minister to somebody, I wish you'd follow that today. I wish you'd follow the leading and directing of the Spirit today. In the name of Jesus, bring your little bit. Bring your little bit. I've got a little bit, Jesus. Jesus. I've just got a little bit of strength, God, but I give it to you. Do with it what you want to do with it, God. Lord, there's been some things that have climbed into my life, some little things, some little weights, some little sins that I've allowed to come in. I've tried to tell myself they're no big deal, but today I'm reminded those little things create big problems. And so Jesus today... I'm laying my little sins at your feet. Today, Lord, I'm laying little weights aside. Today, I'm killing little foxes that have been trying to destroy the vine and the vineyard of my life. I'm killing them today. And I'm laying them at your feet. And I'm bringing a little bit of worship in place of it. And I'm bringing a little bit of praise. I'm bringing a little bit of hunger for you today, God. I haven't hungered the way I ought to. I haven't pursued you the way I ought to. But there is a little bit of hunger in me today. And Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I'm coming with a little bit of hunger. Lord, let it be increased to a great thing. In the name of Jesus, let's open up our mouths right now. Let's open up our mouths right now and begin to call on the Lord.